you should have deposited my money with the bankers instead of hiding it. So come and speak to us in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Giving as an act of service. Giving to the kingdom work. Whatever God gave us, he expects something in return for his service and work. I want to welcome you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and praise him from whom all blessings flow. It is the first October we cannot take it for granted. And the reason why we are here, God wants us to serve him. I'm so grateful to each one of you that the last time I was here, we had a fundraising drive towards uh, the completion of our cathedral, which you did very, very well. Thank you very, very much. And uh, for those who made pledges, I pray that uh, you fulfill them. And we are continuing because we are not yet done with this work. You know, the reason God is keeping us to serve him. So some people are complaining, ah, we are tired of doing this and this. So long as sowing and reaping is still continuing and we are still eating, we must serve. And also giving will never stop for that reason. So people are complaining, it's like you say, now I'm tired of serving him, so let me die. So that they sing Amazomli Mugwe. Uh, so that they sing for me. No, no, you still want to serve the Lord, right? And we are here to continue. So, to God be the glory, great things has done. Uh, I want to let you know, our God is, in, is interested in the prophets. He's interested in making prophets. And that's why we are seeing this parable of the talents. He was very happy with the two people they made profit. But this last one, no, 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 he wasn't happy. So the message is we are called actually to give back from what God has given us. And that's very important. You know, giving is an act of service, but also giving is an act of worship to God. Giving is worshiping. And everybody would like to worship the Lord. But now that part of giving is one of the most complicated parts of worshiping God with what we have. But I'm so grateful we are here to be reminded. Actually, giving is an expression of our obedience to him, to God. Giving is an expression of our gratitude to God for what he has given us. When you give, it's an indicative that you have appreciated what God has done for you, and in return you say, this is what I bring back to you. What we give back to God belongs to him. 
We are just stewards of what we have. So sometimes we complain, but we are giving back. And we serve the church, we serve others, so that the Lord's name is, is glorified. Yesterday, we had a service in East Singro after Mbalala, and uh, that was a good service, I loved it. After the service, we came back, and uh, the provost was also in her vehicle, a good one, which I loved so much. And I said, yeah, this is good. Because otherwise, how could she have gone to his singing and then came back and then came back without such a, a good vehicle? It's good, it's good. Sometimes people think that you know these clergy shouldn't have these good things. They are for hours. And then we come here before you, like now, all of us here. So we are to bless you. Can you imagine an archbishop coming with a vehicle which is actually uh, producing very black smoke? And now the, the vehicle is complaining. A clergy coming, running, and sweating. This clergy, anyway, where you take, we take our dead people in the village where we come from. They come on bicycles, some of them. And you come driving, good vehicles. And then this man already has to bless you. And the peace of God, which passes. Where will that blessing come from? Where, where do you expect that blessing to come from? So sometimes we should really think about things with logic also. With logic. But really, this person who is sweating, no, 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 no. <laughs> that cannot happen. So we should really, we should appreciate. And I was very happy that the provost, you know, she was ahead of us and I said, ah, this is a good vehicle for the provost of Kampala. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because the, I have, you know, during COVID, we visited Uganda for, I visited all bishops, widows of bishops, the entire country, incumbent bishops, for two, for 14 days. The entire country. And I was able to, I, what I found, Kilaje bishops from the western Uganda, they are better off than other in different regions. Yes. Now, yesterday when he's single, I see very good vehicles. And I say, ah, that one is for the provost. That one, which is good. From Kampala. From Kampala. <laughs> so, we should always love our own. When you belittle your own, then it means this person is not worth of what you think. And then what will come out of this person to bless you will be at that standard. At this standard. Tell your neighbor, are you hearing what the Archbishop is saying? <laughs> so clap for yourself for the vehicle you bought for the, for, for the provost. It's good. I'm happy for that. Praise the Lord. When we get all this, then we serve him. And God is exalted and God is magnified. Hallelujah. 
So when we are coming back, I was thinking about all these things, and I was listening also in our vehicle. There was soccer going on between Arsenal and... Uh, <laughs> and we kept on scoring, scoring. And they said, this is good. This younger man, Bukayo Saka, score. Another score, you know. I like this one. Uh, uh, this younger man, man of, 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 of Arsenal, Rice, you know, Bukayo, we have Jesus. So, so sometimes... Uh, <laughs> Jesus and Rice, and they are connected so well, and they score. You know, every coach, every coach would like a player who scores. Every coach would like a, a player who scores. This world is about performance. It's about action. It's about progressing. Who wouldn't like to have children progressing? Performance. You are employing people and there is no performance. That one is very good for nothing. By the way, people usually perform according to what you pay them. So, but I, then I listened to Mani Ubambi, lost. <laughs> Crystal Palace, lost. Manchester City, Lost to Wolves. These are small, small teams, but you know, this is soccer. <laughs> this is soccer. Wolves. Yeah? Then I, I, I arrived home and I watched Liverpool uh, pray, praying with, <laughs> with Spar. They lost. They were given two red cards. But they really tried because. The, 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 the goal was scored in 96 minutes by, by, by Joel. The, the one of Liverpool scored himself. I'm sure the coach was annoyed. <laughs> you don't need somebody to be in your team and scores you. You are a worker and your own betrays you in the company, in the business, in the bank. You feel like what? But anyway, that's soccer. So Liverpool became Loserpool because of that. So we are talking about performance. And God is teaching us something in this parable. 25, Matthew 25. This, uh, the, the man who went to work, he, he invited the three. You get Five talents, use them. Two, one. After a long time, this man gave accountability. Out of five, I got five. Well done. Out of uh, two, I got two. Well done. The one of one, I saw you were a hard man. You reap where you didn't sow. Is this your boss? People who are not performing, they talk a lot. These people just came and said, you gave me five, you are, here you have five. Well done. But this one, because you are a hard man, I, you know, who is interested in that? This world is interested in performance. It is interested in actions, results. Because 
People who are lazy, they are always giving excuses. And now this is the problem. The master was annoyed. You should have given this, my money to the bankers. I would have got some profit. This is for the bankers. Financial institutions. That's why I brought this. Let me share this with you. Number one, the master had trust to these people. God has trusted us with a lot. Our abilities, our offices, our education, that is an investment God has put in you for a purpose. It shouldn't just be there in you for nothing. If you have degrees, there is the, the point would be what is the impact? If you have degrees and you talk about them, I have this, yeah, you have this, but what is the impact? The degrees may be very good for nothing. When there is no impact, you have this office. How is this office benefiting the body of Christ? Mr. Chariop, that man, his office is helping us a lot at the body of Christ. Thank you very, very much. How could the church lose land? Lose land. When in our congregations we have commissioners and other, and the church land is, is stolen. What is the use of your office? Our abilities, our God-given uh, talents should be for kingdom business. They should make an impact. The master trusted us with the things. Let us use them. Even wealth, even jobs. Number two, management of our resources. Management of what the master gave us. How do you manage what the master gave you? This is the point here. The point is, the master gave this five, five we are brought, two, twelve, but this one, one, mismanaged. This is a challenge this man had. Let me share this with you. When you manage well, there are rewards. There are rewards. Well done. Well done. I always want to see bankers, and I'm interested in seeing uh, sometimes this was the best worker of the year. When I enter offices, I always look at who is the best. Yeah? Do, you, do you do that? Do you uh, grade workers? And they are, this was the work of the year, second or number three. You know, very important. It is actually motivation. Motivation of the workers, they begin to work. I have to work so that I also appear there. Number one, number two, motivation. People should be motivated. And this is very, very important. But listen, this lazy man, X chooses. <laughs> we have, uh, and I usually uh, pray 
for the bankers and the financial institutions, they have problems. You know, some people think that uh, we shouldn't talk about money. In the Bible, there are 31,102 verses. 31,102 verses, entire Bible. But almost 2,500 verses are talking about money and possessions. Twice as much as the verses talking about faith, heaven, and hell. All those ones combined, they don't even match half of this. That's how important the topic is. Tell your neighbor, money is very important. Money, money pushes the gospel. We need it. Like if I have been, we have been visiting Chitigum. We came back and the other, last, the other week we have been in Kasese. We have been visiting. I have a, a, a good vehicle. But let me tell you, even if you, you brought Reverend Hillary, who, and the, these prophets whom I know as prayer warriors, and they pray so that the vehicle moves without petrol, it can't. <laughs> I must have someone and put in that vehicle. Then I pray and you move. There is no prayer that can bring petrol or diesel. You need money for that vehicle. You cannot go to the mechanic and say, you know, I'm a man of God. I'm the Archbishop. Can you fix it? You say, do you want to steal my materials? So money pushes the gospel. Hallelujah. Paul said, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. For the love of money is the source of all evils. But this man, who was called Mark Twain, Mark Twain was an American humorist. He was born in 1830. Mark Twain said, but also lack of money is another source of evil. I like Paul. The love of money is the source of evil. Mark Twain, but also lack of money is another source of evil. Beautiful. These few two theologians. You lack money, you love money. So we must strike a balance so that the gospel is preached. That's why it's very important to definitely learn it to work. We should be entrepreneurs. For me, I am a marketeer. I am a marketeer of Jesus. I like profit. I, I like to see people coming to Jesus. But there must be the lost coin found to help me for the lost sheep. I need that lost coin for facilitation. So now we are, we are building the cathedral. It is us to complete it. Tell your neighbor it's our responsibility. And God has already started blessing you for that. Tell your neighbor.
But we must pray for bankers and financial institutions. They are in trouble. Can you imagine now the World Bank making, choose, choosing to sideline us because of our positions? But anyway, God cannot forget us. Maybe God is now teaching us to take another level of self-supporting. Yeah. Maybe. And we should stand still because God cannot forsake us. But the bankers also, they should be prayed for because I, I, I got a message uh, somebody was arrested from Chegua or Chegegua because he took a loan from the bank and because he was failing to pay it so he got a dog and he painted it with the tiger colors so these bankers were always going home and the, the, the dog could chase them away and they, ah, there's a tiger <laughs> You know, it's easier to give away money, but securing it back. And sometimes you people, we need to be careful. When you go in the bank to get a loan, there are these uh, instructions in big prints. Very important, which you can read and you're excited, and then you sign to get the money. But the most important ones are in smaller prints. Those ones, you know, people are not interested. I, let it quick, where should I sign? <clears throat> so that I get the money. But when you fail, then uh, did you read this? Ay, 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 ay. I didn't read. So be careful. Do you know that there are some bankers or financial institutions, they would be happy if you fail so that they take your property, except the, banker, uh, the bankers around here can These, some others, uh, they are not easy to deal with. So pray for them. Pray for corruption and the embezzlement of funds by some people, even the bank. We should pray against it. There is a high level of financial illiteracy among banker users, especially in rural areas. There is a need to teach them because they may not be informed lack of technological skills especially in the banking system like e-banking ATMs point of sales machines and credit card low level of technological adaptation all these things they should be given attention high level of poverty among customers Cyber security breaches. Now and again we hear customers' accounts being entered in by thieves electronically. These are people who are really trained. They have skills of even stealing money from the bank. Some other people can steal money from the bankers here and yet they are far away. How I wish those people use those skills positively. So, there is a need. Cyber. Security. Sometimes there are some poor infrastructure facilities 
and you, you, no parking at the banks. Sometimes you hear there's no electricity. Ah, Archbishop, don't come. We'll call you when power is back. This is the bank. So these are things that should be given attention. Economical inflation, which sometimes discourages people to use bank. Inflation. For me, I started banking when I was a lay reader in 1986. I was a lay reader of Lugazi, St. Peter's Church, Kaworo. I started banking, UCB. And I, I joint account with my wife, Margaret, Nagai. I put there Nagai because another woman can be Margaret, but Margaret Nagai, because joint You know, we said, all this I have, I give to you. But some people are not actually sharing the account, and yet they made vow. All this I have, I share with you. Wapi, some others deceived each other. So for me, I did. Now, I banked one million shillings, 1986. And after two, three months, we got an instruction from the, uh, the I think it was the national and the political, that now, because of what happened, they are going to reduce some zeros. I remained with the 70,000. I have just started banking. I thought I have a million. That's my first time. It's a million. I had gathered it slowly, but I said, 7,000. Do you remember that? Anybody who lost some money? I did. <laughs> so you see, I took some time before going back to banking. I said, these people, ah, they are not fair. I had a lot, many zeros, one one, zero, 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 zero. Now I have seven, zero, zero, zero. Uh, uh. So inflation, some political issues, sometimes too much charges, they can really disappoint us. And especially where you are saving, keeping the money, and they, they, take, they keep on charging you. Yesterday, uh, I took some time meditating and looking at my notices, and midnight found me still meditating, and I just had my phone, but boop, I looked at it. Kumbe, they had deducted from our account some money. So even I was preparing this sermon, my, my money was taken yesterday. What? I said, when it came midnight, it's first October, they cut it off. I said, now, nah, I have been keeping them. I thought that they would give me something instead. They are just taking it off. Ah, those things should be revisited. <laughs> you are keeping my money and then you charge me and yet you are using it. Yeah? Tell your neighbor, are you hearing what the Archbishop is saying? <laughs> <laughs> Some of the things I thought about these are the things I thought about from my experience as a, because I, uh, we, we, do, we, do, we did business evangelism. That's where I draw the experience. Business evangelism, which I did. These are my suggestions. Banks should invest heavily in information security and data privacy to, take, to guard their customers to safeguard their customers. Information security and data privacy. 
It should be done. Very important. Banks should provide inclusive financing that target more people, especially those marginalized or less educated. Banks should train the staff on the dangers of committing frauds or to be part of them. Frauds. The staff and all of us, it is not good. It is taking our country backward. It is actually we cheating ourselves. When you cheat your customer, when you cheat where you are working, you are cheating yourself. You are cutting a tree where you are seated. It's not good. Some training should be done. Banks should partner with the Church of Uganda in the area of sensitization. Because we have, we have crowds. Church of Uganda alone, we have 5,200 primary schools all over the country. We have 600 secondary schools. Government aided, church founded, but not government confiscated schools. We have five universities chartered. Church of Uganda. We have 487 health centers of different grades and hospitals, beginning with the Mengo Hospital. All these are institutions. We have land. Land. Like Mzeinkoyo said, Church of Uganda, we are poor billionaires. We have a lot land which is being grabbed. And sometimes we bring even this idea, can't we sell this land and get money and do reinvestment somewhere? Like now, church house, what we are doing. Because the land, 100 acres in Bukunja, Chagwe, is not having the same value of one acre in Kampala. One acre in Kampala is more expensive than 100 acres in Chagwe. You sell this one and do reinvestment here so that we get the money. But the mindset, some people are not thinking business. Especially my Protestants, they say, no, no, you leave our land there. So that we, then we end up investing more in court cases which we cannot win. Because this world is so fraud that we don't mind the standards of, of that fraud that we can win in those cases. So let us partner. Christians, let me invite you, we partner with the bank. You be attached with the banker somewhere. Yes. But when you do that, please bring the money to support your church. Like you do, tell your neighbor, the Archbishop is reminding you your duty. <laughs> it's our duty. May the Lord help us. And we are doing this for kingdom business. Because giving is returning 
to God what he has given us, it's an act of worship. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.